the Florida Panthers return home to Sunrise, Florida for this series is tied at two. They are looking to take a three to two series lead before heading back to Washington for game six. On this edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, we bring in Jacob Winans from PantherParkway.com. We get his thoughts on the on the series, thoughts on a possible discipline for a Washington Capitals player, and we talk about luck in sports, how it helps teams win championships, and we preview Game 5 all on this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to this Wednesday, May 11th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Don't forget to also follow the national show Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, where they'll be covering all the postseason activities around the National Hockey League. So like I said at the top, the Florida Panthers return home. They're back in Sunrise, Florida. 2-2 is where the series stands. Home ice advantage is back after their thrilling 3-2 3-2 overtime win. Come from behind win in game four against the Washington Capitals. And it's been a great... Let's not forget that this is a roller coaster. This is a journey. The downs that a lot of us felt after game three were very valid. And the Panthers winning game four, now the vibes are good. Or as a lot of us say, Immaculate. And now that we're feeling good about ourselves, the Florida Panthers are feeling good. The momentum feels like it's on their side. And what an opportunity for the Florida Panthers here as they are back at home at FLA Live Arena tonight. And of course, let me bring in my guest on the show, the tip, the usual Wednesday guest host with me on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. It is Jacob Winans on this Winans Wednesday. Jacob. How are you doing, man? Uh, man, uh, all things considered, I have zero complaints at the time of this recording. Heater up at halftime. Panthers took uh, got back in the series last night or um, in, in overtime. So things things are great. We're we're doing well. Yeah, everything is doing well, and it's funny because I I, I want to ask you uh, because it's. When you were on, it was after the Florida Panthers had lost game one to the Washington Capitals uh, at FLA Live Arena after blowing the 2-1 lead going into the third period. Let, let's let, let's I know you said that you're feeling good, but like let's let's have an overall wellness check on Jacob Winans on what what have you felt since game two all the way till now? Yeah, so um, this this like you said the playoffs are a roller coaster so um every loss feels like the end of the world and every win feels like you like you can't be stopped so that's 
kind of how the playoffs go. And right now we're, we're on one of those highs where everything feels great and it feels like momentum has turned, but you have to capitalize on that. So um, I'm not going to lie to you. I've, I've been a little more even keeled than I thought I would be. Um, after game three, I, I'm not one of those people who felt like, oh, it's over now. Um, I, I kind of felt like we might have it in us to bounce back. We'll see, but some changes needed to be made. Those changes were made and it got the job done. And now, we, like you said, it's a fantastic opportunity now in front of this team. And um, this this feels like the right time to capitalize. So uh, it's been a roller coaster. It's been it's been a lot of up and down already, but that's how the playoffs are. And, and hopefully we get three more rounds of it after this. No doubt. And um, this this Florida Panthers team, I mean, I felt I felt more confident after they lost game one that they were going to win game two that I was about them winning game four after losing game three, because of course back there at home versus on the road and then how badly they got their wheels blown off in game three after losing that one, nothing lead early on. And it's crazy because even if the, even in the losses for the Panthers, even though they didn't play their best, they still had leads in both of those games. So, I mean, there's opportunities there to make some noise for this Panthers team. And of course, game one got away from them. A and and of course they found a way to come back in game four. And just the ups and downs of a series, you even when you don't play your best, you still have those opportunities. Sometimes you play your best and you don't even win. I mean, what a shame what it has been for this Florida Panthers team who played so well on Monday night against Washington control possession the whole time of course lead only allowing 16 shots on goal just imagine had they lost that game just after playing so well so sometimes sometimes you don't get the results that you want even when you play a, a certain way yeah definitely um it can happen in the regular season uh where you have a fantastic game and you just get goal lead or uh, the calls don't go your way, whatever it may be. You can play a great game and, and lose, and you don't really think too much of it because you have – there's 82 of those. And it's like, oh, well, if we keep playing this way, we're going to win games. But in the playoffs, it can be crushing when you have when you play a fantastic, complete game. You stick to your game plan. It works, but you're behind on the scoreboard. Um, that can be demoralizing to a team. And last night, the Panthers flirted with that. They controlled the game beginning to end. Um, they 100% deserve to win that game. And and until the final two minutes of the game, it looked like they weren't going to. Um, so to not get down, to not to not pack it in and 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 complain and oh well, this is over. Uh, to to show the heart that they they did to come back and win that one, it it speaks a lot about this team. But yeah, it just goes to show you how how razor thin the margins are in, in playoff time. And you can play nearly perfect and it still not go your way. Um, so. Let's, let's just hope they, they continue playing this way and continue getting their results. And who knows? It could have we could have seen a we could have seen a an overtime tied at one one had a, a certain hit not happen on Sam Bennett by TJ Oshie um, towards the end of the third period. And who knows? Maybe the Florida Panthers aren't in that position. But we want to talk a little bit about the Department of Player Safety and their actions taken or lack thereof actions on TJ Oshie. Um, can't necessarily, uh, replay the play on the YouTube due to copyright reasons. Uh, but for, I'm going to actually do a screen share of, of, of a picture that I 
took a screenshot of of the video that I can share uh, on, on here. And I'm going to full screen this real quick. All right. So this screenshot right here for everybody watching on the the the, the YouTube. Uh, trying to zoom in a little closer. All right. So this is the initial hit. So paused right when initial contact. Hard to tell from here, uh, Jacob. But is he leading in with that? elbow first to the chest and then the shoulder follows or is it like so simultaneous that that they didn't they didn't see it as do they see it as um going down to up with when it comes to extending an arm or are they seeing it or maybe this could be also in uh, a situation where the refs they could have had they could have been behind sam bennett and they could have seen his numbers and not and the hit from the other side too because those happen those happen where your angles are different you see the number of the player getting hit but you don't see the hit from the other side so that's why sometimes those calls don't be made as a referee myself that's where i get caught in angles of a player of a of the back of a player's jersey so now that we have that now that we have that screenshot the initial hit what do you see on that play from the initial freeze frame of that hit yeah so that that freeze frame uh it tells you a lot and um and and the replay as well if you, if anyone gets a chance to watch it i'm sure most panther fans have replayed it over and over and over again today uh, player safety has missed this one um i, I re there's really no other way for me to put it um it's it's missed on the ice which is bad enough it, it very very nearly cost the panthers the game and likely the series um it, it was that it was that close uh, to costing the Panthers the entire series. Um, it, it's, it's unfortunate because if the refs aren't going to make the calls, you have to, you have to count on player safety to, to at least, um, issue some kind of supplemental discipline after the fact, but not calling it on the ice. That's egregious. There, there's, there's no way you can miss that call in that moment of the game, but I can almost give the ref a pass because of the speed it's happening in. But the day after, player safety has had so much time to look at it. I'm sorry, but TJ Oshie, he's not, he doesn't have a reputation as a dirty player, but he's also a veteran who's done some things here and there. And sometimes you get away with it, sometimes you don't. Um, he, he really leaned into the hit. He, he called a, if you, when, when you play hockey, this is kind of known as the chicken wing. When you stick your arm out and like a chicken wing and, and catch somebody with that elbow or the shoulder. He kind of chicken wing Bennett in in the head. Um, if Bennett, I, I've heard the argument that it was Bennett's stick that hit him and cut him open. I'm not arguing that, but if Bennett's stick is not there, that is a shoulder directly to the jaw, um, and, and it's still the contact. The principal point of contact is still the head. That's why you see the helmet snap back. And I just don't understand how it's missed uh, by a player safety. And the fact that there's not even a fine issued is it's just it's nonsensical as, as one game suspension seems reasonable but to not even find him not even give a hearing it, it makes no sense and uh, armando i would i would ask you this um if if that hit is is delivered by bennett instead of to bennett i i don't think there's any doubt he's suspended he the player safety has has called his number a couple of times in the past year there's no doubt if, if a Panthers player, especially Sam Bennett, is the one delivering that exact same hit, he is in the press box for the next game. More than likely. Um, they they see it as a 
history for for different players. I mean, look at Brad Marsham. <laughs> that's a that's an exa- that's another example. And uh, TJ Oshie, even I even looked up on his cap friendly and does not have a history of being suspended. He's never been suspended in his NHL career. So maybe that was their line of thinking is like because they see both the elbow and the shoulder too at the same time. So they might have thought it was the elbow first as well. So, but I could also see how that's a that, but that freeze frame shows at the same time the, the contact is to the head at the same time. So that is very and worrisome. I've got I've got one I've got one more thing to add on that um that you you kind of just touched on there um TJ Oshie's lack of a of a suspension history probably saved him in this where they assume he's not making a dirty play but at the end of the day even even if this isn't suspendable by by player safety standards this is the exact hit that you're trying to get out of the game uh Correct. those those open ice hits up high um, uh, coming across the middle. These, these are the hits that are so dangerous to the player's health. And, and this is where you see the the majority of, of head injuries and things like that in the NHL. I mean, of course you have boarding calls and, and, and those type of things that are very dangerous, but this, this is the, the main thing that the 21st century NHL has, has tried to get out of the game. And the fact that player safety is just going to continue to let it go because it's playoffs. It, it makes no sense to me. I also think in the regular season that's a suspension, even if it is TJ Oshie. So I, it, I don't know. We can go on about it all night, but it's just it's frustrating and and it's it's just egregiously unfair. Mm-hmm. Yeah the the fact you you said it best the department player safety uh, having time to do it and not and not doing anything about it is the most uh, alarming thing about this, but. Like you said, we could talk about this for hours, but we're going to actually transition and talk about when the Panthers won game four. Of course, some luck had to be involved in in their in their win. And we're going to talk about that and luck in sports and how teams take advantage of of luck that is given. And we're going to explain the context behind all of that. But first, we're going to tell you all about Rock Auto. And with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand and their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for the last over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Second segment on this Winans Wednesday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. I'm Armando Velez. I got Jacob Winans here from pantherparkway.com on this, of course, Winans Wednesday edition of the show. And Jacob, this was something that I was just kind of thinking about. And, you know, for the for people listening, I, you know, we were, you and I were texting a little bit today and just talking about how sometimes teams got to count their lucky stars. But if you go back to, 
all the championships in probably the history of sports, every team has probably had one lucky moment that they took advantage of. Or maybe you could change the terminology and call it unforced errors by the opposition or unforeseen circumstances that happen. And I want to name three examples. First one is 2003, Steve Bartman, the Chicago the Chicago Cubs. He reaches, a fan reaches over for a foul ball when it was catchable for an out. Marlins score eight runs after. Win that game, win game seven to advance to the World Series. The Miami Heat, 2013, game six. Get a few bounces, offensive rebounds, missed free throws on the other side. Ray Allen makes a three, win game six and seven. Last one, Tiger Woods, 2019 Masters. Francesco Molinari uh, gets it into the water twice in the last six holes, twice in the last six holes, on the 12th and the 15th. Tiger Woods takes advantage of it and get, doesn't miss the water, gets the, the green, and he wins the, and he wins the Masters. And many people forget that he bogeyed the last hole because he played so conservatively on that last one to get the win. So, Jacob, it goes back to my point in all of that is going back to game four, that empty net opportunity for the Washington Capitals missing Garnet Hathaway right there, inches. The Florida Panthers talk about game of inches. And we talk about how a shame it would have been that they would have lost if they would have lost this playing their best game with how they dominated the possession. But this might be some type of luck that the Florida Panthers, and, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't mean that in a bad way. I think because every championship team goes through some type of, but this might have been that luck part that the Florida Panthers that might carry them to turning this series around. Yeah, definitely. Um, oftentimes that, that luck you talk about is the turning point in a game or a series. And too often we've seen the Panthers on the wrong side of it. Um, so I'll give you a couple of examples that where, where Panthers-wise, we were on the wrong side of it. Obviously, uh, the Trocek was tripped game. That's that's a pivotal moment in that series. And, and uh, Trocek clearly gets tripped. And they would have had an empty net goal. We get a game seven in, in Sunrise. Who knows how that story ends? Uh, maybe that's the first year with the Battle of Florida. Who knows? Um, but the Islanders capitalize on on the luck on the luck they were given on that one, and and that's just how how it goes sometimes. And then last year, game one against Tampa, um, we make some unforced errors that they get a power play goal. But at the end of the game, Braden Point gets a breakaway off of a a bad bounce on on Mackenzie Weger, and and he's got it. He's got a breakaway. He buries it, and that's and that's the game. So. Um, so yeah, luck of course plays a part and it's about capitalizing on, on those mistakes or not even necessarily just mistakes, but the, the good breaks that fall in your favor, you got to capitalize on them. Um, but a lot of times when you get lucky like that in a playoff series, it, a lot of times you make your own luck. And, um, I'll give you another example of that. And it's, it's the same example you, you give me of, on um, of 2013 Miami heat that, that Ray Allen three doesn't happen without missed free throws that's that Garnett Hathaway missed empty net that Ray Allen three also doesn't happen unless Chris Bosch gets the rebound and gives him a chance. And that is the Sergei Bobrovsky save on Marcus Johansson. Um, it's a breakaway. 
Marcus Johansson can bury that and the game is pretty much over. Bob makes the save and gives us a chance. So um, it, that's not going to be remembered long-term. We're all going to remember the OT goal. We're all going to remember Sam Reinhart. No one, no one really remembers Bob making that huge save, but that is the, the Panthers equivalent to that Chris Bosch rebound. Uh, someone has to give you the chance. And, and Bob did that last night. Yeah. Bob was Bob, even though he didn't face a lot of shots that he was, uh, he was money when, when needed. And, Man, those flashbacks to game six at the Barclays Center. And then you just see Luongo just on his stomach once the Islanders break it the other way. And then John Tavares just retrieves it. And then 1-1 going into overtime. And then Tavares does it again in overtime. And that was and that was one of the most heartbreaking losses that I've ever dealt as a sports fan. Um, and of course I've said this story many times on the podcast. I had tickets ready for game seven at, uh, at BB&T center at the time when it was called that and game seven didn't happen. So it was just, it, it, it's always, you think of what could have been in, in that, in that situation. And like, like you, you also reminded me, you also reminded me too, that battle of Florida, that could have been the first one too. Like that, I, I, I memory serves, right. That that's correct. It would have been, but man, yep. um, the 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 like the Panthers the of course it all it all depends what happens in game five and and of course going into game six we're gonna have a game six for sure uh I mean five five series have have gone to game sixes I mean we have five of them tonight as we're recording as we're recording this and and just just how teams find a way and of course another example is in another sport the New England Patriots. Think about the amount of breaks they've gotten in their 20 plus year history. And some of their breaks have led them to Super Bowls, but it I don't say that in a in a bad way. Of course, I'm a Dolphins fan. I can't stand them, but I I mean that in a in a your team is disciplined. Your 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 coach l- l- keeps you level-headed throughout the whole throughout the whole mission, throughout the whole journey, and you take everything one shift at a time one one period at a time everything is just staying in the present moment as well and it's just like here this is given to you take it yep 100 percent. the the patriots are a good example there um imagine marshawn lynch running from the one yard line instead of throwing it on the goal line that's <laughs> there's there's a lucky break for you right there so <laughs> yeah, definitely not a negative you just got to capitalize on on the lucky breaks you're given that's what good teams do. That that's really what that's really what they do. And um, hopefully, hopefully we see. We don't want we don't want to see the Panthers in stressful situations like you know Game Four. But hey, we we hope to see more of the Panthers finding ways to pull out some thrilling victories. And it's Game Five, whether it's Game Five or whether it's hopefully what's beyond this first round. But we're going to transition over to the next segment where we're going to talk about game five and talk about our feelings heading towards it. But first, we're going to tell you all about Built Bar. And summer is coming. And with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bag or your kid's backpack. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you're fueled for your summer adventures. Best part about Built Bar? They're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both, and it's easy. All you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. 
All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Have you tried the Puffs yet? We're crazy about the Puffs. They come in crazy flavors like banana cream pie, even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? And they're only 104 ca- 140 calories. Sign me up. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Third and final segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. I'm Armando Velez. I got Jacob Winans here on this Winans Wednesday edition of the show. So the Florida Panthers didn't practice today, of course, returning from Washington, Washington D.C. on an overnight flight. Uh, Andrew Burnett did have a very early, he had a press conference, uh, and he spoke about Sam Bennett and, of course, having the stitches. Of course, we talk about T.J. Oshie and all that. But the Washington Capitals did have an optional practice today before flying over to South Florida. Tom Wilson's still not suiting up for for the Washington Capitals in practice, but of course it's optional. Anything can happen. He is making the flight to Florida though, and that is something that we're we're expecting this whole time. I, I'm not surprised that I'm not surprised that he's making the trip. But regardless of whether he plays, man, th- this is a great opportunity for the Florida Panthers to just back at home. You lost, you lost home ice already once. The Panthers going into this game, you just got to be thinking, don't lose it again. Start off that first 10 minutes just like you did in those final few minutes in, in game four and just fi- find a way to feed off that crowd and get the early goal. And uh, the Panthers have done it both times at home, get, getting those early early goals uh except blowing one in game one but hey not only not only get that early goal but man i think this is time i think it's time for when the panthers go on the power play early to set the tone and finally break through it's time jacob yeah i think the power play is going to be the key in game five here um the the biggest thing is stay disciplined, please, for the love of God, stay disciplined. Um, this, this is going to be a very intense game. Um, game fives are, everyone knows it's the most pivotal game, pivotal game of a series when tied two to two. The winner of a game five in a two to two series wins the, wins the series. Um, what is it, around 70, 80% of the time? It's it's a high percentage. So um, you might want to fact check me on that, but I, I, I want to say it's up around 70% of the time. So it's very difficult when, when if you lose a game five at home to go on the road in a clinching game and, and force a game seven. It's a very challenging, very challenging thing to have to do. So th- this game is huge for the Panthers. Um, this is a chance for them to show that they have really grown as a team, uh, that they've matured and that they're ready for, for this type of pressure in the playoff series. Um, so yeah, absolutely. It, it's, it's a big one. I'm looking forward to it. And um, I think the power play is gonna be key, definitely. What what do we what do we have here? What's the percentage on that? 79 percent. Yeah, I knew it was between seventy and eighty. So that tells you all you need to know about how important this game is. Um, they've got to come out. They've got to come out firing. You cannot come out flat and have a, a late start and and fall behind. 
So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you my, this isn't necessarily a prediction. This is just a blueprint that I'd like to, I'd like to see them follow. In the first period, I would love to see them play scoreless hockey. If you can get a five on five goal, great, but just stay disciplined. And I think if we get that first power play tied zero, zero, I think we score. And I think that sets the tone for the game. Um, and, and Bruno said this morning, once they get that first power play goal, they feel like the floodgates are going to open. And I, I have to agree with him. It seems like we're getting closer and closer and closer. We just need to get that one and, and everyone will, will loosen up and start playing a little bit more freely. So, um, yeah, definitely power play goal tomorrow. And, or I guess when this drops, it'll be tonight. So power play goal on this one and then, and, and go from there. Mm-hmm. Definitely, uh, definitely, uh, a, a big one for for the Panthers um looking at the power play shots for the Panthers when they went on the man advantage uh they act they uh shot they had four shot attempts but and they also gave up those two uh the two two shots uh against to the opposition and of course those uh breakaways for the players coming out of the pre- penalty box uh Fairvari and uh, uh Fairvari and Schultz for for uh, Washington and man Bobrovsky once again on on one of them and then Huberto uh, on the back check of another. Uh, we're, they, they, we're, we're we're very lucky that those were were not forwards coming out of the box. Both of those names you just mentioned those are defensemen. Um, so we <laughs> got very fortunate that that those breakaways were two defensemen coming out of the box and not forwards. That that's a very good point. Uh, faster skaters for sure if it were forwards. Uh, for for sure, um, getting getting a chance on Bobrovsky, and of course, uh, hey, but hey, we saw we saw an Ekblad uh, breakaway, uh, you know, not too long ago in uh, in Carolina, right after the Olympic break. You, you you would if you never watched the Panthers before and you saw Aaron Ekblad do that, you would have thought that he was a forward. So that's for sure. So um, yeah, so yeah, so um, no, does don't anticipate any lineup changes uh for the Washington Capitals on the other side Sam Sonoff is still looking to i at least in my opinion I think he's still going to start and I was listening a little bit to uh Dan Homie again of what locked on Capitals about how Capitals fans are already panicking again to go back to Vitek Vanacek and Dan said a statement which I kind of which I agree with and he said about you don't want to be having those revolving door around goalies. And I'm like, hmm, why does this sound so familiar? Yeah. Last year, last year with the Florida Panthers, Bob Drieger, Knight, all doing all that. So Peter Laviolette's uh, an experienced head coach. He's been to three Stanley Cup finals, uh, w- winning one of them. And the I, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna switch back to Vanacek again. Even even the even if he be, even if people believe Sam Sonoff's goals were soft, um, even even if they if even if he thinks that, but just don't want that revolving door. So I'm expecting Ilya Samsonov to be in the crease again. How about yourself? Um, I think I think there's no doubt Samsonov gets to start again. Um, as a Panthers fan, I would love to see Vitek Vanacek back in the crease. Um, <laughs> He, he looked very shaky in game two and game one, he gave up a really soft one to Sam Bennett. Um, so yeah, if you, if you guys want Vanacek, we'll, we'll take him. We'll, we'll take Vanacek in the starters crease for you guys. But um, uh, I, I kid, but no doubt, I think Sam Stonoff gets the, gets the start. He's been good. Um, had a really, really strong game three. Um, 
game two and that blowout came out and stopped all 17 shots he faced in the third period after Vanacek was pulled. Uh, I don't see any reason why they would take Samsonov out. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he handles the pressure of this game. Uh, the, he doesn't have a ton of playoff experience, and until game three, he he hadn't won a playoff game or he hadn't won a playoff series before. But um, this, yeah, it's it's not a situation where um, he has a ton of experience. I, I think you still go with him. He's very talented. He's better than Vanacek just by the eye test. Um, and. I, I personally, I think, I think uh, Caps fans are a little bit spoiled in, in goal. Um, they've had playoff runs with with Braden Holtby in his prime, and his, and his backup was Philip Grubauer at the time. So <laughs> they've they've never they've never struggled in the net um, for an extended extended period of time. I think they're a little bit spoiled. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Sam Sonoff gets the start for sure. And let's not forget that Grubauer started both games one and two against Columbus a few years ago, and then Barry yes. Trotz says we're not going back to Holtby after game one. And I believe they lost in overtime in game one, if I'm if I remember correctly. They lost um, both of those first game two game. games. Yeah. That's right. Both of them. And 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 uh he makes the move back to Holtby who who's been his starter most of the year. And they he rides them all the way to the cup. I'm I'm not saying that it's a situation this time, but I mean Sometimes, sometimes you just got to stick with with one. Even even though we're Panthers fans and we're talking about the opposition, sometimes for them they need to um, stick with just one. Of course, Bobrovsky's starting. We're not having that conversation. That which is the best thing about all of this versus last year. And the I I want to get I I want to I want to have a few. Uh, f- um, final thoughts and talk about more about how the lines for the Panthers and the shakeups. And just, I was wor- I was so worried about how they looked. I was just like, uh, when the Panthers were in their rushes um, right before game four. And I was just like, I was th- my mindset was okay, this better work. And s- somehow it, it did. And man, what we got to ask ourselves: what's gonna what's gonna happen mid-game uh, if 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 it hits the fan uh, going into game five, and then you have those same lineups? What it's just like you got to wonder: what what do you go with? Do you go back to back to those parents, or do you stick with what you already made those changes of for for Andrew Burnett and company? So that's kind of like that's kind of like what I I kind of think of and like. I, I asked myself, like, hmm, what's going to happen in game five if, if anything happens? Because we we just – we were surprised. Well, well, not really surprised. We were we were asking for changes, and then smokescreen happens, and then the changes happen. You never know what other changes Andrew Burnett's going to pull out of his pocket. Yeah, definitely. Um, the, the line changes were, were a bold move. It was a desperate move, if we're being completely honest. It was it was a desperation coaching move there to hopefully spark something, and uh, I think it worked for the most part. Um, now we didn't get a, a perfect look at it just because of how much special teams time we saw yesterday. Uh, a guy like Anthony Duclair only had nine minutes of ice time just because special teams were su- such a big factor in the game, and um, the ice time was skewed a little bit. Um, I, I like the lines that we saw yesterday. I wouldn't be surprised to see him changed again. But the biggest thing is is splitting up Huberdeau and Barkov. I think is key. 
Uh, you, you have to spread out their defense and, and make it hard on them to not just defend one line. Um, so splitting the, the two of them up was, was a big part of it. Um, and I noticed that each line has, has a guy who can be almost entirely dedicated to forechecking. Um, if we're going to play dump and chase, we need someone who's going get to get in behind the defense and go chase that puck. In the top line, you get Marchment there now. Um, second line, you have Rahegi, who's always going to be doing that. Third line, uh, Duclair has the speed to do it. And then the fourth line, you've got Hornquist and, and Achari. So every line has someone who's going to relentlessly chase that puck. Um, I, I think that was a key. And then uh, the D pairs, we've all been calling for this change. And this, the D pairs we saw last night were actually my ideal pairs after the trade deadline. I thought um, Sherratt had his best, the best hockey of his career paired up with Shea Weber. Aaron Ekblad is as similar to Shea Weber as you're going to find in a defenseman. Um, very, very similar game. So I think they meshed well together. Uh, Forsling Uyghur, he kind of got Uyghur's game back in control yesterday. Um, the, the two of them together have, they played a lot together last year. That was our top D pair. And they, they, they looked every bit of that last night. And then Montour Gudis, just solid and steady. Montour gets the pucks out. Gudis plays the D zone. I think we stick the D pairs exactly the same as they were last, uh, last game. Definitely got to roll with that in game five. Yeah, and you trade a first-round pick for Ben Sherratt, so you're expecting that uh, – you're expecting him to – if you're going to trade for that, then you – and after being paired with Shea Weber uh, last last season on a Stanley Cup final run, who says that he can't be part of a top pair again? So that's kind of like where I think about it as when it comes to Ben Sherratt. Um, and he has the experience there. And, of course, both big-bodied defensemen, like – I, after being near the glass at morning skate the other day and seeing like Sherratt skate by, that dude is huge. He's massive. My, he's massive. I never realized how TV, the television could be a little deceiving, but man, this guy's big. And you, 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 you can sometimes see it on the ice, like how, how big he is based on like the hits and like it's, it, it's worked so far. So. So far, so far, so good with these uh, line shakeups, Jacob. So, hope hoping to see more. It's once again a game five at FLA Live Arena. It's right there for the taking for these Florida Panthers. So, win, baby. Yep, we're 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 coming down the stretch of this series. It's exciting and it's nerve wracking and it's thrilling, and that is exactly what you want in playoff hockey. Uh, this is this is what we've been asking for for years as Panther fans. We've we've been begging for this. So. Um, it, we should we should definitely enjoy it while we have it. Um, make FLA Live Arena the loudest building in 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 the league uh, for Game Five, and um, hopefully they, they get a W and we can we can enjoy the rest of this run. I'm I've, I've had a great time. It's been an emotional roller coaster, but man, this is this is everything you want it to be. Absolutely. So once again, Game Five is tomorrow. Uh, well, today if you're listening to this on the podcast version of the show, seven thirty. ESPN2 at FLA Live Arena. Both Jacob and I will be there in person uh, for, for this game. So driving tomorrow uh, down to South Florida again to be to be there and, and cover the game. Uh, Jacob will also be there. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Uh, another hopefully another fun one. So Jacob, as always, I want to thank you once again for joining this edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Tell everybody where they can find you online. Yes, sir. Um, you can find me on pantherparkway.com throughout the playoffs, as well as my Twitter at Jacob Winans8. I'm very active there. Um, 
and that's pretty much where I share all my up-to-date insight throughout the games and the series. So, um, yeah, give me a follow if you haven't. Awesome, man. And uh, make sure to follow him online. Make sure to follow the show account online as well at, at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And we will be breaking down game five uh, tomorrow live after the press conferences. So, Jacob, thank you once again, and I'll see you next Wednesday. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark will be covering all the postseason activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On NHL. From first-round matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss, Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts every Monday through Friday. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Sarma Mondelez with Jacob Winans. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team. Every day.